It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hi, and welcome to Nigel and Community Call. This call is for targeted individuals. And what is a targeted individual? A targeted individual is someone who has been placed into a government experimental program, experimenting on targets with the use of directed energy weapons, mind control technology, psychological warfare, as well as psychological experimentation. I myself, I am a victim of such experimentation. I am also a survivor of such experimentation. We are surveilled 24-7, but the community that we live in has been told to engage in a psychological operations against us. Uh, they are told that we are a threat to the community at large, our privacy is violated, our civil rights are violated, our constitutional rights are violated, our human rights are violated, our rights to pursue life, liberty, and happiness is taken away, we are being persecuted with a psychological program also known as a coercive persuasion program, which uses DOC NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, along with mind control technologies to give the targets subliminal messages, whether through the use of the microchip implanted in the brain to receive and send uh, signals to the command center in which those brainwave signals are interpreted, right? And so I have made it my life to expose what is being done and what continues to be done and has been done. So tonight on the call, we'll be talking about mind control technologies. Uh, I'm going to be playing a video from uh, the Alex Jones show uh, interview he did in 2012 with Dr. Nick Pekich, and he's going to be talking about HOP and how it is used. Also, um, as I normally do updates on my targeting, uh, the remote neural monitoring is constant. Uh, it's been like this for the past couple weeks. Uh, they have upped the targeting. Uh, today, uh, again, uh, taking my son to school, trying to send me subliminal threats by constantly staring at my son as we are walking home uh, and as I was taking him to school this morning. And I see I went to Target, again, got to Target, heavily targeted by the workers. I mean, literally set up a, a whole theater with inside, uh, that's what they call a street theater, but, you know, it's a, a theater 
that, that they do with uh, the staff members as well as shoppers who are told that I am going to go to Target because my communications are intercepted, okay? And, um, you know, I, I never mentioned going to Target on the phone or anything like that. I mean, I was on my computer. I ordered some stuff from Target, which I was supposed to go pick up with uh, my kids and their mother. And uh, the minute I got into Target, uh, again, I must be in microwave. And to the point where, you know, like I said, it, it was very, very heavy. And normally when we go out in public, I'm targeted by my kid's mother if we are together. You know, she participates in the targeting. And, um, you know, it's all to try to make me look like I have a mental illness. Okay? And, again, this is a coercive persuasion program. You can look that up. Google it. You'll get information and exactly what it is. Okay, so don't let anybody tell you that what you're going through is not real, that is in your mind. That is a way that they scapegoat what they're doing. Okay, by making you believe that is in that it is in or it is in your mind. And so therefore it takes the blame off of them and they can live their life thinking that they have done you no harm at all. Okay? So don't let anybody fool you. All right, so uh, I'm going to play the video. It's called The Technologies of Political Control with Dr. Nick Baggage. It's from the Alex, Alex Jones channel, and this was in 2012. His website's earthpulse.com, Dr. Nick Baggage is a well-known for his work on research on art, mind effects, and more. He's widely reported in these areas as an expert for many publications, government organizations, and private companies. He's testified, advised the EU, uh, you name it. He's also been a uh, travel affairs leader. His father, of course, a famous U.S. congressman. His brother is currently serving U.S. senator in Washington, D.C. He's been an expert witness, again, as I mentioned, the European Parliament, uh, best-selling author, researcher, and he's the guy that proved with the research that harp and weather modification was going on with the facts, not speculation. We only got a few minutes for a break here, Doc, but out of the gates, weather modification, air base, ground base, harp base, now they admit Dubai and Saudi Arabia control the weather, the Russians. Uh, what do you think looking at this storm, Dr. Begich? Well, you know, once again, it's um, a case of not enough uh, independent monitoring, really, to, to know to what extent you know man might be involved in this. But this is a very technology that uh, I've been reporting on now for, for 15 years, and it's just gotten better and better. In fact, um, in 2007, my last conversations with Dr. Eason, the inventor, inventor of HARP, uh, had whole new theories about weather modification, what was possible. In fact, 1,600 times less energy than he originally thought was needed uh, when he invented HARP. Um, in fact, you can modify weather. So pretty profound technologies. Uh, I'm sure during the course of the hour, we'll get plenty of time to talk about them. A lot of ways to do this today and, um, and even to steer it. But the problem is modeling, figuring out what the effects are. When one country uh, plays with this, um, the effects are unpredictable and, and oftentimes uh, disastrous. And, of course, as you know, I'm going to just skip this network break because we got you on late. I want to give you the full time here. So you can get rolling now, Dr. Baggage. Uh, breaking this down. Uh, talk about the basics for people that don't know this is real, because 
you know, ABC News makes jokes about it while separately running articles about Bill Gates having a company to create or be able to kill hurricanes. Um, talk about the different weather treaties. Talk about some of the basic patents in science. Talk about the fact that, hey, this, this does exist. And as you said, a bunch of governments admit they're doing it. So how does that all have a chain reaction butterfly effect? Well, first of all, going back to you know the whole issue of weather modification, the U.S. has been involved in this for many, many years. In fact, I'll I'll quote one uh, quote. I used it in uh, Earth Rising: the, the Revolution, and it's by um, Secretary of Defense William Cohen when he was in office back in 90, 1997. Now, this is before the 9/11 um, uh, event, and he said, and I quote: "Others are engaging in even an eco type of terrorism." whereby they can alter climate, set up earthquakes and volcanoes remotely through the use of electromagnetic waves, unquote. Now that's at a time uh, before 9-11, attributing the technology to terrorist states. What he's really talking about is the idea of being able to move or manipulate weather for uh, strategic advantage. And it was Rumsfeld who suggested that our treaty, we had a treaty that we had signed with 60 other countries back in the uh, 1970s, uh, where we wouldn't use uh, geophysical manipulation or weather warfare, if you will. Um, and those treaties, uh, he, he wanted to see them eliminated. But the fact is, all of those treaties from that era allow for, in, in most instances, domestic use, and this one in particular, uh, meaning you could modify weather in your own nation, you just can't do it you know, against someone else in a warfare scenario. The problem is, weather's connected. I mean, you look at a storm and where they originate and where they end up, they don't respect political boundaries, certainly. Yeah, Japan can't pass a law that its Fukushima radiation won't hit the West Coast. <laughs> right, exactly <laughs> right. But you can manipulate, you know, you can manipulate within your own boundaries, and many countries are. In fact, it's hit mainstream media a number of times. The Russians at one point, a uh, Russian company offered uh, to clear smoke out of um, Malaysia and Indonesia years ago when there was um, those huge fires down there that were just choking Malaysia. Uh, they agreed to, um, or offered anyway, to create an artificial cyclone, and that was, you know, some mainstream media picked up on that and quickly forgot it. But, you know, this is years and years ago. Uh, what we can do today is much more profound. In fact, even manipulating gravity waves, which is something Eastland ended his uh, work in before he passed away. In 2007, he had delivered a paper to the University of Pennsylvania. Previously, he did work on this for the European Space Agency, NASA, even FEMA, interestingly enough on weather modification. And in all of those instances, what he essentially showed is how to do it. And he said, look, and he said this to me, and he said this to a number of others, is he was unwilling at the state in which he recognized technology to give it to, say, military planners from the standpoint that the destructive effects, the unpredictable effects, were so profound in our lack of ability to model these on a global scale. I mean, to look at all the factors that contribute to uh, climate and and the effect of climate in one place versus how it affects everything else, he recognized we, we couldn't do it. If we ever were going to do weather modification, it ought to be done in the open light of day. fact is it's not. Militaries around the world continue to experiment in this area. Uh, when you see storms like this or earthquake events like we've seen in the last few days, I get a, a flood of calls and, and people asking, you know, was it HARP? The fact is it could be HARP. It could be a number of other systems operating in the world. There are today. a bunch of HARP systems all over the place that they even admit. Right. Right. This is exactly right. And the Russians is where all this started going back to the 1970s with the woodpecker signal that many people remember. And it was that irritating noise for ham operators, and they triangulated it to these five transmitters in Russia. 
And those were the first ionosphere heaters, the very first um, in, in now over uh, three, four decades of advancement, uh, much higher, better technology exists today. But looking at this storm, I mean, we've had other meteorologists and people on, and they say, look, it's all manipulated already because, like you said, they've already started manipulating all over the place. And so now it's not the natural weather anymore. I mean, obviously the sun is so powerful. I want to specifically talk about, we know about the cloud seeding, we know about that technology, we know about the Stanford Research Institute and Dr. Ben Livingston and others who by 67, it's now been declassified, what, six years ago, could make hurricanes, kill hurricanes, steer hurricanes, weaken strengthen, all of the above, and that they'd done it in the 60s with uh, Atlantic, uh, you know, hurricanes off the coast, just like this one. Uh, after he came on the show a few times, they got mad at him and kind of threatened him off the show, but the point is, that was on Fox News, AP, you name it. So in the 60s, they were already messing with Atlantic storms. My issue is, we know this stuff is out there, uh, but 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 I've had the director of Harp on, remember what, five years ago we were able to get him on the show, and he said, hey, I'm able to ignite the atmosphere, and then a colonel came on during the break and ended the interview. And I'm surprised that that interview didn't get more attention. It was a pretty big deal. Said, oh, you're, I mean, because you, you know, here's the colonel bossing the head of it around the civilian head, uh, who was bragging about igniting the atmosphere with right. this stuff. But 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 past that, past just ionizing things, tell us what Harp does, and then from the patents, this is stuff that you really popularized because your scientific proof 20 years ago. What's the really advanced stuff they've got? Because what Harp's 30 years old. Right. You know, in, in terms of the things that can be done fairly easily is the moving of a jet stream. You know, think about that in terms of steering anything. Uh, that's kind of the root of it. Harp can easily do this. In fact, any ionospheric heater uh, in the world, which is what they generally refer to these, because they actually heat the ionosphere. They lift it up. Now imagine a 30 mile uh, diameter column um, moving up several hundred kilometers into space and then all the lower atmosphere moving in to fill that space. So this alters pressure systems. This alters can alter the flow of a jet stream around it. Uh, when you start to look at just the simplest way uh, and then you predict downstream. Now years ago back in 2002 uh, Scientific America had a feature story on um, weather modification and, and weather generally. But one of the things they show is uh, the jet stream coming just above Harp, making a dog leg and then going back south. Well, what it did is move a jet stream out of uh, the Dallas area all the way over um, to Orlando, Florida, where it dropped a couple of tornadoes right in the middle of town. And many might remember that event, especially those who live in that, that region. But this was a uh, very simple uh, uh, application, uh, something you could do with, with HARP or any of these instruments around the world. The, the other thing um, was manipulating gravitational waves. Now, that was the very last idea, um, which means you use a lot less energy and use a very long wavelength, which you can generate um, by oscillating or manipulating the ionosphere, which is this energized layer that begins about 30 miles above the Earth's surface, extending out beyond that. When you start to manipulate that, you change it from DC to AC, so it turns into this giant broadcast antenna in the sky. Now imagine you just converted this huge energy potential both into a broadcasting system and you've amplified the signal that you sent up. So now you can bombard the Earth, uh, you can manipulate on a very foundational level a gravity wave, which then has reactions within the entire uh, way in which you can manipulate, you know, moving up the chain weather or moving in a different direction and affecting uh, fault lines, pressure built up, 
uh, where earthquakes could occur and actually causing that energy to release at a very specific time and perhaps in a very specific place. So it's a pretty versatile instrument when you think about it, but the root of it is electromagnetic energy, the manipulation of energy across a very big bandwidth sure. to modulate the signal uh, and actually harmonize or resonate with whatever you're trying to affect. So you can do quite a bit with Harfalot, which is in the mainstream uh, literature these days. How does the aerosol spraying uh, fit in? Because we know there are big secret programs. They've, they've admitted programs and they admitted patents to have stuff added to jet fuels and aerosolizers and things. But then a lot of the science I see says that it's actually the antennas are making regular ice crystals resonate differently and are forming larger trails. So that's why uh, we're seeing more condensation trails that aren't even really chemtrails. It could be uh, either, either situation, but here's what happens when you introduce a chemical element, say, into an environment that you subject a certain population to. If you send a signal in and say that's um, a, a, a considered maybe toxic in really large quantities, but not so toxic in these very small quantities, once it's in the body or in the tissue, if you send a signal in that resonates or harmonizes at that same frequency, you can trick the body into believing that it's gotten a massive load of that chemical and begin reacting accordingly with the same kinds of symptoms. But when you do blood work and you check, uh, it just, it's a mystery illness. No one can type it out. Doctor, give that in layman's terms. You're talking about a binary weapon system where one part is chemical, uh, but, but, but then being resonated with, but it's untraceable. Right, exactly right. And so you end up with a very toxic effect or a um, an altering effect for sure, but anyone outside of that doesn't experience it. Then when you turn the signal off and people come into that area, they get minimal levels of that toxin, so it doesn't affect them at all. Incredible uh, weapon, incredible weapon. Yeah, and it's, you know, when you think about it, it's one of many um, technologies, but they're all revolved around the same idea, which is this oscillating electromagnetic fields and what you can do with them and pulsing them, or think about it like a hammer banging a nail. The swing is the frequency, but the pulse rate is every time attached to the head of that nail. Well, you can set up a different kind of signal when you're doing this to the ionosphere, this electromagnetic layer. While we fight to retain our liberty, while we fight to expose globalism, we have to realize we're talking about a very powerful combination of power. Renowned author and expert, Joel Skousen, breaks down the globalist plan to shut down America and stage a new world war. In one day, America will go from day to night. And if you haven't prepared in advance, there's not enough time to prepare in 24 hours, even if you saw it that early. Coming to the Info War in November is our new documentary film presentation. Strategic relocation is a systematic way to think strategically in the future about how do I safeguard. Joel Skousen, Strategic Relocation. The freeways are going to be crowded. They're going to run out of gasoline. They're going to run out of food. And then they're going to start to go north and south of those freeways. Joel Skousen is right now as one of the world's foremost experts in strategic relocation and the security of your home. We talk about natural disasters, the health environment. We talk about pollution, the water quality. My personal experience about being in every one of these states. Government is digging in for the organized incremental collapse of society and world war. The 
U.S. isn't building huge underground bases and bunkers because of some terrorist threat. They know that a massive nuclear attack is coming. They want that attack to come. Most people won't even be ready, won't be able to get out of town when any of these nuclear weapons fall. Because there will be absolute panic. There is no preparedness without strategy. What I tell people uh, is that you do have time to prepare wisely in advance. This Christmas, give the gift of preparedness. Strategic relocation film. Joel Skelman and Alex Jones. Absolutely, we've been fighting an uphill battle against the globalists being laughed at for saying there was a private banking cartel establishing world government for the eugenics-based philosophy of scientific tyranny. But now that information is becoming very mainstream. The danger is it will just become mainstream and accepted that we live under this tyranny. Or we can become mainstream and we can reject it. There's seven-plus billion of us. Humans have incredible power. Dr. Nick Baggage multiple degrees. I'm not going to get into it all. Prestigious family as well. Um, great people. His um, late father, a congressman who did a lot, uh, stood up against tyranny. His brother serving in the Senate of the United States as well. Uh, you can find out more about him at earthpulse.com where all his books and videos are located. We sell them all as well at infowars.com, infowarsstore.com. We're going to go back to him in a moment, and we will get to some calls as well. But what he's talking about here, he's just giving you the, the shorthand. He doesn't understand something. There are hundreds of patents he can just list to you. In fact, I'll get him to list them off the top of his head. You can go look them up. He says, Alex, you're worried about chemicals in the food and water. That's very primitive, one level. It's electromagnetic. And then I went and did research on this. Folks, whenever I go to UT psychology department and they let me in, people we've got inside, or whenever I get intel from MIT, from scientists, it's all about frequency pulses. I mean, you go by laboratory after laboratory with monkeys strapped down, and, and, they're just, and, it, and it's TV shows, but it's flashing lights. So like kids have convulsions when they watch Pokemon. That's our new issue of InfoWars magazine. They're literally lowering the brainwaves, lowering the consciousness. They are literally putting people into trance states. That's why they laugh at you. And, and I mean, they admit millions of dollars paid by Obama. But that's just Obama and the government. It's been going on for decades to put pro-government-run health care uh, messages in sitcoms and dramas. That's one level of propaganda where they overtly, in the sitcoms, the dramas, the cop shows, are anti-gun, anti-family. You can argue, well, isn't socialist health care good to get poor free health care? But it's globalist health care. It's bad people. Not, if you don't even believe in socialism, which I don't, it, it, these are evil people that want to make you dependent so they can hurt you. And my point is... There's a war against consciousness, and it, we, we lead the world in cancer. We lead the world in diabetes, in obesity, in neurological disorders. They're killing us, and I have the White House science are right here. That document, damn guys, EcoScience is on the table. It's, it's online. It's been scanned online. Type in text of EcoScience, John P. Holdren, right over there, and he says we're going to put stuff in the water. Well, guess what they are? He wrote that back in 1970. He's now the White House science czar. You hear Ted Turner say get rid of 90% of people. This is what they're doing, and, and, and they're robbing us of our consciousness. Some of us, just like a lot of insects end up being immune to poison, a certain percentage are immune. Some people just get more angry by this stuff. I think I, by the grace of God, you know, I am 
not fully immune to this, but a lot of us were either immune. It's like some people are immune to certain types of snake bites and things. We're immune. The general public is not. Okay? And that, they're, they're hurting bad. Uh, doctor, I'm ranting here. It's just that everything is about consciousness. And go over what you're talking about here because because you're getting into government documents here. And, you know, again, it's all about give you a chemical or something, and then they have a frequency that resonates. I mean, it's a perfect system, and, and, and this is what we're under. I mean, I read about the feds paying at police departments everywhere to put in super fast flashing fluorescent lights that, that, that data transmit with the new computers. And then I go look up the patent, and it's based in a system for putting you into a trance. I mean, we, if people think we're zombies now, we ain't seen nothing yet. They're just trying to get away with it and gauging it, and we're all in a giant laboratory. I'm ranting here, but correct me if I'm wrong. You're, you're exactly right. In fact, um, you can use any oscillator. Uh, we did um, a book you guys carry, uh, Controlling the Human Mind, and it was this discussion of, again, oscillating, pulsing electromagnetic fields. With or without chemicals, it depends on what you want to do, but you can manipulate the brain to a very high resolution. And this is what's, um, what's changed over time is the resolution. Think about it as uh, what we're doing right now on a Skype. You couldn't do that a few years ago. But as we've refined and got tighter and tighter on our technology bandwidth, um, we're able to utilize them much more efficiently. Microprocessors are a 1,000 times smaller than 25 years ago. That's the technology we know about. Right, and, and it's much, much, much better than that. But think about the brain as the ultimate um, technology, the human brain, uh, in terms of being able to interact with it. But at the same time, the human potential, which is being interfered with, because part of the big uh, research in all of this over the last 50, 60 years, the biggest revelation was how powerful the human mind is, not just all the human minds together, but every single individual human mind is more powerful than the biggest computers in the world. Uh, if we ever really stepped into our full potentials as created human beings, it would be a much, much different scenario. In fact, the easiest way to keep that from happening uh, is to keep the population in kind of a constant state of worry, anxiety, and fear. And what happens is the brain itself can't reach these certain states of consciousness where your best intellectual work is done, your most creative work is done. Um, well, that's my greatest frustration is that when I'm out sitting under a tree by a natural creek or something with my children, it, the whole universe opens up, in, in the poetry, the understanding, and then I get on air with the frantic directing things and working, and I lose like 90% of my mind. But, but everybody knows that happens. And also, yeah. people misinterpret, doctor, and I want your take on this. They think, some of them, that I'm up here trying to scare people. It's the opposite. I believe when people know how serious it is, we'll take action. It's the opposite of fear. I am literally not even worried about them killing me or putting me in a dungeon because I want humanity to go to the next level. I understand that it is societal, cultural, species, death of consciousness, give this enemy wins, and, and, and the power is there. It's so frustrating. It's right in front of us. You know, every individual, you know, the American Revolution, I think the statistics I read, it started with a 6% popular idea. You know, and you translate it into election season, you know, half the people that can register actually don't. Half the people that are registered don't vote, and half the people that do vote make the decisions. That's only 12.5% of the population, potentially, of potential voters. It's stirring it up where just a few don't make it makes a huge, huge difference. And vice versa, stirring it up so everybody does show up makes it too. Um, and, and I think that's really important in 
in at least local elections or national elections, I think it's kind of on the, on the presidential scale anyway. It's, you know, which, which piece of bad news do you want? But laying that aside, when you look at the manipulation of populations in the political season, think about the television ads and all the media ads that come at you. They do a couple things. One is what you alluded to before, the flicker rate. Um, if you actually modulate a television set during a commercial at a specific rate, to put someone in a highly suggestive state, you're already kind of there. You know, when you think about people coming home, stressed out after work if they have a job, and they're sitting in front of the television while their spouse is hollering at them and trying to get their attention, they don't even hear them because they're in a light trance state. And then all you have to do is dial it up a little finer, which television ads, if you look at the white wall behind you when you're watching a television show and look at the flicker rate, it, it will cause you within 20 seconds to hit that trance-like state Within the ad, just the regular ad, becomes much more anchoring for the majority of the population. Um, not for everyone, but the majority. And the fact is, you don't need very much in close elections to make the difference. And I think that's, again, it's something unregulated. Every school of psychology teaches frequency following response is what we're talking about here. And you can use any modulator. You can use the Internet, radio, television. Um, you can mo modulate a signal in the uh, in the atmosphere using big systems like heart. Yes, cell sir. And, 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 and cell phones, towers, and DARPA has even been in the Baltimore Sun admitting this 12 years ago. I saw an article. The patents are all there. You've written right. books on it. And here, here's what's incredible. Darren McBreen, on a job many years ago, happened to be out at a monkey farm, and they had the apes all and the monkey strapped in with flickering, you know, a, a, a television. I've been into the UT um, – facility and the guy's like oh you're not supposed to see this you didn't see this and he punched up the monkey farm out at Bathrop with monkeys with wires in their heads and all this stuff and i was like whoa and then i was led into other areas how to flicker and make women sexually excited that was a whole laboratory i mean the colleges aren't even for the young people you know they're off in other buildings that's all when you, I mean, you're a professor you're I mean, you know that i mean it's a total front now and and, and i'm telling you they are spending almost all of their time just on flicker rates, testing different things. I mean, it's incredible. Well, there's a lot of contracts that have been let in the area of, of the mind. And in fact, there was a couple on electronic telepathy, and I think we talked about them a few years ago uh, to the University of California, where they were looking at the brain in real time and then trying to replicate the signals that they see as complex as that is, and then send it into another brain to see if the, you know, the same thought could be generated. This kind of technology is, is out there. It's been advancing. Light flicker rates from manipulating behavior is well known. There's a couple of great patents on this by uh, Monroe. And when you look at the whole history of um, the study of the mind, it's become the most exciting thing in a lot of places, I mean, in terms of what it offers, because the same technologies are, that are being used to suppress our potentials are also those technologies that help us understand what our potentials are in the Exactly, and the transhumanist that came out of the eugenicist, again, I'm not saying it, all transhumanism would be bad if someone chose, to, you know, just, just, you know, for a site or whatever it is, but the eugenicists claim they want to empower humanity at the top, but I've read the books they put out. I know you have. They have these elite conferences where the billionaires show up, close to the public. But then it leaks. They're at these meetings, as Bill Joy wrote uh, in, in, in 2000 in the April issue of Wired, deciding how they're going to just get rid of us, that they're going to transcend and not give us any of this. It is, And then they're the worst people. They're the worst. Of course, they want to hoard it all. 
they're never going to get all this. They're not going to do this to us and then have God allow them to have all that. I mean, you reap what you sow. The universe is bigger than them and their computers and everything. And I think, you know, they need to be honest about this. And we need to have a real debate about the future of the species instead of them dumbing everybody down because right. they're, they're not immune from what they're doing. Everything they're doing to us is coming back on them. How does the elite deal with this? Because I know you run in some pretty high-level circles. You know, it's interesting because everyone has a deep philosophy that I've ever met in high position. And if you figure out that, you really get their motivation. And a lot of them um, – quite frankly, are, in my view at least, motivated by the wrong things. And self-interest becomes the governing uh, issue and, and a lack of understanding of, of the broader picture, if you will. It is about gain, you know, the other guy losing and someone winning. And what I observe all over the world is the same things are being sold here as have been sold, uh, say, in Russia, the retirement programs in Russia, the uh, risk of their Social Security system. You know, they have privatized Social Security, too. Uh, but all the things they are doing there in Europe, we're doing here in the U.S., and it is a global plan. I mean, the politics is becoming a, um, a cross-cultural where it applies all the way across. You know, we, we think we're in a private debate. We think we're in a national debate, but we're not. We're in an international debate on all levels, whether we see it or not. And most of us don't travel 50 miles from our home, but those of us that do see the same parallels popping up in banking, in finance, in regulation of the way we live and the freedoms that we have or don't have anymore. The fact is it is globalist uh, taking it away from us in, a, in, in an, incredible, uh, an incredible way. And, again, they know how to dominate and win the game, but the point is they're destroying their own species in the process, and that's the thing. It's, it's like you've got to be individualistic. They say come into the communal to take away your individualism. No, 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 you're an individual, but you make decisions – of how you want to be treated, that's how you treat others, because when everybody has that attitude, civilizations rise. When you have the, the, the civilization of pee in the pool because I want to, well, everybody starts doing it, and then the pool becomes toxic. I mean, it, it really comes down to that, that the globalists are almost like idiot savants. They're idiots when it comes to love and the larger universe, but they're, they're savants when it comes to technocratic evil and the will to power. Uh, you can go back to uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski's writings on this, you know, one of the formers of the Trilateral Commission, National Security Advisor to Jimmy Carter. And, and I quote from him often, uh, you know, Between Two Ages was a book about technologies and how technology would shape the world geopolitically. It was written in the 70s, early 70s, and if you read it, you swear it's a history because it's exactly um, that way. In other words, whether he was forecasting or writing the roadmap, and I think and a lot of others do, he wrote the roadmap. Now, my dad was at UT in the 60s, and they already had a lot of the technology that came out 20 years later, and they were all telling them everything that was going to happen. I mean, right. it, it, I mean, listen, we're on a plan. They knew what the web was going to do, DARPA create. I mean, they've got the whole it, – it's all 50-year and 100-year plans, as Brzezinski writes. Yeah, and, the, you know, the World Wide Web, the PES did a piece on this. They called it the, the next generation of this, the World Wide Mind which is the idea of connecting every mind together in some artificial way. That I, I find pretty objectionable, and I think most people would, but the fact that people are taking that science to that direction without regulation, without consideration of what human beings are fundamentally, I think is a, is a huge error. The other part of this is if we do, if a very few reach their full potential as humans, um, 
everything changes. The, the existing order changes. When it becomes truly transparent, it falls apart because when you really look into what governments have done and the level of corruption, not just over, you know, in some third world uh, backwater, but right here, uh, we've done it with regulation and the niceties of law, but the result is the same. Uh, power just dictates what happens in this country. If you have money, you determine access to legislators, influence on those legislators, and outcomes from those legislators. Because if you walk into your U.S. Senator's office and you ask for 30 minutes of time, likelihood of getting it are about zero. But if you write a check for five grand for their campaign committee and walk in and ask for that half hour, I guarantee you, you're going to figure out, they're going to figure out the time. But the problem is that money, moneyed interest, special interests decide everything anymore. Unless the politician specifically stays grounded with the people that elected them, it, it always drifts this way. Um, you know, my brother, uh, uh, Mark, at one time in his political career early on, he said, don't trust any of them. <laughs> you won't be disappointed. And that's the family been involved in this for 50 years. And I can tell you, um, hold everyone's feet to the fire, no matter who they are, because the very system they enter begins to corrupt from the first day. The best advice I can give to anyone in public office who's new to the game is stay true to yourself, stay in touch with your constituents, reach out to the people that elected you, because otherwise you lose your heart and your soul to a game that is just cold-hearted. Well, sure, and, and you know, uh, powerful men always get us into huge wars that a lot of times even destroy them because it's about one-upping, and the very dominant instinct that got them where they are, they don't know when to pull back. They don't know when to stop. And I'm speaking directly to the you know, evil ones out there. I can historically know where this is going. And the, the, the technocrats aren't going to make it out of this either. And, and, and they, they've made a lot of mistakes, too. But because they're in charge, they're able to just keep going and doubling down. And I just say, pull back. Stop. Don't do it. No. Because it's going to end all this. It's going to end your grandkids. It's going to end their kids. It's going to be the death of us. is our guest. We've got Bob Fletcher, who also has exposed weather weapons and systems are going to be coming up. But I will get to some of your phone calls, Otter and Chris and Kenny and Hunter. And Alicia's been holding the longest. We'll get to her uh, first here in the next segment. Doc, in closing, uh, your books, your videos, uh, Earth Rising, uh, all of them, Angels Don't Play This Hard. Uh, it's all available at InfoWarsStore.com. People can support your work and my work as well. But uh, we've got to get you back up in the near future for two hours to go over all the other emerging technologies and things that are going on. I mean, uh, in closing, uh, if you go back 25 years ago, the establishment didn't let DU get used because they knew it would kill the troops and uh, not just the enemy. Uh, they, you know, 20, 30 years ago, they cared more about radioactive accidents, uh, everything. It just seems like the establishment doesn't care about anything anymore. Uh, I mean, are they drinking their own Kool-Aid, or, or do, do you have a comment on this phenomenon I see of more and more recklessness? I, I just think that's, that's the best descriptor. It is recklessness. It's a lack of awareness, a lack of consciousness. You know, slow down, uh, people out there, listen to the information. Don't get afraid, but get empowered. Start stepping into it, calm the mind, and use your mind again. That's how this stuff changes, and it changes one person at a time. Do what you can in the neighborhood you're in is what I say. What you can, what you know you can do, try and accomplish that. Everyone has a sphere of influence. Exercise it in the best way, the most conscious way you can, not out of fear but out of confidence. 
and knowing that you're making change. Alex, I always appreciate being on with you because I know it's about making change. Um, we're, it's hard, of, uh, you know, all of us in so many ways. Economics isn't just trickle-down economics. It's trickle-down society and culture and opportunity uh, that's happened. And it's an elite that wants to stay that way and maintain that position at the expense of everyone else. There's, in my observation in the world is there's plenty of resources. We can all do very, very well. Uh, the planet is much bigger. Uh, we're uh, and scratching the surface. Uh, we need to be good stewards, make it happen in a different way. Uh, vote early. I mean, it's, this disaster may be passing um, as people are suffering with the cleanup, but anything can happen between now and Election Day. Uh, vote at least in the local elections where it might make a difference. Uh, at the presidential level, um, Godspeed. Maybe we'll see a change there. Uh, maybe the fire will burn hot enough where someone will make some better decisions. Well, that's the issue is uh, even if people are corrupt, they've got to love their kids. And, uh, I mean, it, it is it is really insane with the establishment, the, the GMO, all of it that's coming out. And, 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 you know, really it's this. When good men do nothing, evil men triumph, as the founders said. And we always let the worst person in the room who wants the power dominate and run everything. It's time for people that, that want a civilization to go, you know what, I'm standing up against you. And I don't care how this ends you got to go through me before you get to do this. And if we just start being a little harder, you know, to corral, things are going to get better. I mean, it's that simple. But just be, being yes men is going to destroy us. That's exactly right. I mean, it's stepping into the power of that we are, what we're created to be. Um, I believe we're created in the image of a creator. That's not weak people. That's very powerful people. Exercise your free will in a way that changes the world. That's all we can do. And I'm, I'm a pathological optimist, I'd say, because I'm not going to give up, and uh, I know you aren't either, Alex, and maybe we'll see this thing turn around. I mean, sometimes big disaster brings about an awakening that um, no one can stop. No, no, I agree. We've got to admit how bad it is to rise to the occasion and turn it around. The sleeping giant that is the humanity needs to awaken. Dr. Nick Megas, we salute you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Okay. So that was the interview with um, Dr. Nick Baggage, who is one of the leaders uh, ex and expert in mind control technologies, as well as HOP, which is uh, a weapon used for weather modification, as well as mind control. Now let's move on to... Next uh, mind control on a mass scale. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Is able to disperse disperse those um those ions, you know, in the atmosphere. So yeah, microwave microwave frequency. That that's in yeah. tune in, on the microwave. That's in tune uh, on the same frequency as our brain waves. Um, that is able to. Uh, as he said, he said it in the video. He said, you know, what they do is that they basically uh, put out the fire in the human spirit. You know, put out the, the willingness to stand up against tyranny, the willingness to, 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 you know, to fight against injustice, and to make people more and more accepting to a lot of the wrongs that's been taking place. You know, and that's where that's where religion comes in because they use religion. Okay, so you know, people say, you know what, it's God's will. If God's, if this is what God intended, then so be it. You know, <laughs> that's that's their, that's their logic. And that's you know, and that's 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 a false kind 
logic because mm-hmm. it's, it's like it's, it's almost like giving up. I mean, just imagine that, and I, I said it time and time again. Um, you know, there was a um, there, in, after uh, World War II, there was somebody wrote on a on the wall of a concentration camp, and it says, "If there is a God, He will have to forgive me." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that person who was a Jew and a strong believer in God, being in a concentration camp, realized that there was no God. And and he basically lost faith or lost belief in God. And that's why he wrote, you know, if there if there is a God he would have to he would have to forgive me because all the atrocities the Nazis were, were, were committing against the Jewish people, where was God to save them? Yeah. Yep. Uh, it, wasn't, uh, it, wasn't God, it wasn't God who stormed the the beaches of France and Normandy, D Day. It wasn't God that did that. It was men. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's people, and I always say, religious people, when it comes to to their religion and their belief, and in, in, in terms of how they view the world and how they view. Um, you know what? How people should help each other. They're they're they're. It's very illogical the way they think. Like seriously, it really is. Yep. But, no, no, no. You're absolutely, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. It gives them comfort because it takes ownership. Um, it takes it takes the ownership and responsibility and accountability off of them. You know, and place it on. Uh, to me. In, you know, my belief is that in a, in a non-existent being, you know, and that, you know, you, you ever see people that, that do stuff, I mean, really, really bad stuff, and then they go, well, you know what, I just ask God to forgive me. He'll, he'll forgive me. You know, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. They don't ask the person who they hurt to forgive them. Forgive them. They, just, they go, oh, I just ask God to forgive me. And in their own mind, they internalize their own mind as talking to God, and really, really, which really is they're talking to themselves and asking for forgiveness, so they're forgiving themselves. So you know, it, it it really boggles the mind when you know when I speak to people about mind control and I see all these little kids um, who seem like you know that they that basically that they're 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 under mind control because some of the things they say and do just seems too um, too scripted in a sense. You know, when you see the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again. You realize that it's scripted, but the thing about it, and it's not really, you know, children. Children, I say, up to like age, age, I guess, ten, nine, ten, because you know, younger children, their brains are not really developed um, to do any type of, uh, of targeting. Well, let me say, <laughs> you're right, but it's because of the technology that's being used. I mean, I, I experience it every day, you know, I guess. When I'm over by Pam, even at my house, where Mike, like, you know, when those people are around, I can tell we'll be in microwave because, again, it's that, you know, synchronization, rea- you know, reaction type of thing, you know. Like, for right. instance, you know, like, like, for instance, uh, I remember one day when I went to pick up Ethan up from school and we got home, we had here by Pam, and um, you know he kept uh, grabbing his penis, right? I mean, grabbing his his crotch. And I, he said, I said, why? But, but but he only did it 
whatever. Like, let's say, because he's in the living room, and I may go to the kitchen and I come back. Next time I come back, he would do it, right? So whenever he sees me initially, he he would he would do that the reaction. So right there, I know that he's he that he is being conditioned, you know, to to do that. Okay, and it didn't happen, you know, once or twice. It happened a few times, and and then I finally had to ask him. I said, "Why are you all constantly grab?" I said, "You need to stop doing that." Okay, and because he couldn't give me an explanation as to why he he kept doing it. So again, you know. But you know, we you know, I was talking about semantic priming. The semantic priming is that you know the the use of psychological techniques to condition you know children as young as 15 months old. So even a 15 month old can be conditioned a, a brainwash to psychologically target any individual. Okay, and this is through the use of microwave technology. So you're experiencing it in real time as you're going back, and you know you're the target. You're the target. You know you have a, 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 a you know microchip. So what it does is that you're basically um, receiving information, all right, or receiving command, and whatever. Like for instance, if I'm in the kitchen, a thought will come up in my mind. I say, look out the window. And as I look out the window, I'll see a fire right. truck passing by, right? At right. the exact moment, I'll see a fire truck passing by. That's the right. command that was given to me, okay? And so that's how the, the technology works. Also, whenever, whenever you get those commands, what I do is if I receive a command, let's say to look through my window, I, I'll just, you know, turn the opposite direction away from my window. Or what I do is, I'll, I won't open the. I won't look at the window. But what I do, I'll go and I open up my um my my screen door, mm-hmm. right? And you know, for some some odd reason, it kind of tear, it kind of it kind of throws the, the 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 um the way my mind works off, you know, so that it doesn't um it doesn't accept that command to look out the window. Yeah. And you know, the the funny thing is, like you know, they some of them really really try to um. You know, really try to influence you in, in such a way that you know that that you you think it's it's you, you know that's that's actually making you know, that's that's suggesting the thought, but it really isn't. Is you know, it's the transmission that's being sent to you. So that's it's the, um you know the 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 silent sound is being sent to you, and that's and that's really the microwave. You know that that stuff is really really um just how should I say um deceitful in a sense because, you know, these people are really, they are invading and violating, you know, your, your, your intellectual property, you know, and that's, and, and, and that's the, that's the, um, that's the part that, you know, really you have to, you have to wonder that for them to do that, you know, for them to, 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 to literally do that, these people are not human beings, man. These people are not human beings. They see us as just tools that they can use to learn well, yeah, technology. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not sure. Hold on a second. Yeah, I'm not sure how long you heard the the video I was saying, but um, you know, you know, Nick Bedgett, said that he said, you know, these people who are in power and these people who are operating these these uh, weapons, they don't have any ounce of humanity. They they view people as exp- 
sustainability and of, of, of you know uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, uh, you know, expendable. They're like, you know, we as human beings are expendable. Right. Yeah. Like I said, you know, and that, and that is the same mentality, the same attitude. The thing that makes the the Nazis different from, let's say, Stalin or even even Mao or even Paul Pot, you know, in their murderous regime, is that the Nazis' sole purpose was to rid the world of everybody else but themselves, right? But Stalin, Stalin wanted to save food because of the harsh winter, the harsh winters in Russia and, um, and, and, and the food storage, right, shortage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, had, he basically had the farmers um, took, you know, 70 80% of their crops, you know, of what they, of what they cultivated to store you know, um, you know, for the army and all that kind of stuff, and 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 literally, you know, thirty million um, Russian starved to death, right? And it it wasn't like he was trying to get rid of those people, right? He was just, you know, they were. It's sort of like what's going on in North Korea right now, you know, with the um, with the embargo in North Korea. So now they're they're storing food, and the government is is literally taking food from families, you know, farmers and all that kind of stuff to put in storehouses to feed the military, right? Yeah. So we might see the same thing happening in North Korea that we saw happen, uh, you know, we read about or whatever in, um, in, in Russia. Paul Pot was, was also different in the sense that, you know, he just wanted power over, you know, Cambodia and all that kind of stuff. He wasn't interested in, in, in ridding, you know, Cambodia of, let's say, darker-skinned Cambodians or mm-hmm. Cambodians who didn't have, you know the proper nose. That's that's right. a difference. That's a difference between those people, those megalomaniacs, than than the Nazis. The Nazis literally, it wasn't about you know um, food for whatever harsh winter. Their sole purpose was to rid the world of every single race that was not Aryan. Yeah. Right. That and that and that. That's why. You know, I say the Nazis were the worst of the worst in human history. And, you know, these people have the same mentality because once they really get this technology to the point where they can flip a switch and everybody basically kind of – you ever seen that, that, that movie with Bruce Willis, Surrogates? Mm-hmm. You seen that movie right, with Bruce Willis, Surrogates? Yeah, they, you know, yeah. And they, how they flip a switch and then the, the, it's like you just kind of like turn into a different person or you know, your personality yeah. or what a blank. I mean, it, 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 once yeah, they get to that, that's exactly you know, that's exactly what happens, you know. And, and you know, right. and I, I can tell, I'm telling you, you know, like literally, literally, I have these 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 brain these mindless zombies, like basically standing standing in the corner, standing at the corner, right? Standing at the corner, you stand standing there, just waiting, waiting for me to. To come by, right? Waiting for me to come by. I'm like, I'm like, really? Like you, you people are, you know, you, 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 you got to be on the heavy mind control. And you stand out there in the pouring rain, or when it's freezing as hell, right? Just so you're waiting for me. 
Right. So in the, you know, in the winter time when it's like freezing at night and I'm going out and they're there, um, it's waiting. It's waiting, right? So, you know, once you, once you attach the, the once you soften those, those people who are highly religious, once you attach that task as being a, a task from God and, and, and be, mm-hmm. you know, you have to obey God and all this kind of stuff, some of these people, they will do anything. You know what I'm saying? Even if, even if the, the, the reward is a McDonald's Happy Meal, right, yeah. because they haven't had a Happy Meal in months, it could be the simplest little thing, right? Yeah. They will do it because, like I said, that, 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 that attachment to that, what they deem as a higher purpose, right, and, right. and the fact that they, you know, of course, you know, Christians want to Christianize the world. Muslims want to... Yeah, um, I guess uh, uh, make the the world you know Islamic or whatnot, and then it's like you know f everybody else in a sense, yeah. right? Not 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 all not all Christians and not all you know Muslims, but you know in their doctrine, that is what this that is probably the the most important factors in their doctrines, which is to to mm-hmm. to convert the world into one or the other. And once you attach that to whatever whatever task that these people are sending them, these will do whatever. I mean, when I go out to eat, man, it, it's even though it's scary as shit when I go out to eat, because I'm not sure if somebody's gonna go back there and say, you know, well, hey, you know, this is the atheist. He's trying to he's trying to take away our, our faith. You know, he's trying to take away our God, and we're here. We're fighting for our faith. We're fighting for God. So would you put this poison in this food? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, that, that is literally. Well, that's that's why I don't. That's why I don't really eat up, man. I say after Sometimes you know, but but sometimes you know, you, you have to show yourself, and you also have to share your experience with other TIs that they yeah, just can't live their lives in fear, man. Like seriously. Um, but I'm, it's not. It's not about living my life. It's not. It's not about living my life in fear. It's just. It's about being careful because let me tell you, man. I got food poisoning from eating out at IHOP. It was so bad, like I literally thought I was gonna die. Right. My stomach was in so much pain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I went to get and my test, and, and, and then I filed, and then I, well, then, then I called the Better Business Bureau and I filed a complaint. You know, and then you know, they, of course, they, you know, they wrote back saying, um, you know, we don't, we uh, something, something, I forgot exactly what it said, but you know, they're not going to do anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I went like, yeah, I want. There, there's, a, I have one over here. I don't go. I don't. I don't. I don't go. I don't eat that. And there's a second. Yeah. There's a second. It's not. It's not. It's not one time I've been poisoned. That I have food poison. I have. It's twice. Right. Okay. You know so. when when I when I went to get my I have a tattoo in inside my uh, my left um, forearm that it, you know it says from from fate to reason right it's a it's a it's a rosary and then it 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 turns into a double helix right. When I went to get to that tattoo, I went to a tattoo parlor, and the guy said, well, you know, the guy's doing my tattoo and all this, and then the subject of, you know, when he saw the tattoo, it was like, he didn't really understand what it means, right? But when we're doing the tattoo, um, you know, then, you know, he he, um, he asked me, well, what, what is it? So I was like, um, I was like, well, you know, it's, 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 it's a, it means, you know, going from superstition, right, to a, a more um, uh, logical belief in science, right? Because that's what the double, you know, once the the the, 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 the scientists discovered 
what the double helix was, you know, I mean, that literally jump-started a whole different era in science and, and all this kind of stuff. And the guy was like, well, the tattoo parlor, you know, we um, we we double as a as a church on Sunday. We hold service here on Sundays. I'm like, well, that's not, that's really? I was like, look, I don't want to get hepatitis. I know how some people are, you know. They, they, they really, they, they'll do anything, you know, for their, yeah. you know, for their religion and whatnot. They was like, nah, you know, we're not like that. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. But uh, you know, my tattoo, you know, every once in a while it would hurt. It kind of stopped hurting now, but I've had a tattoo for a while, and 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 for a while it would hurt from time to time. So I was like, well, maybe it's the um, you know, it's the color, it's the color ink because it's like a, it's like red and and a bit of yellow. Uh, on that only get only get black outline tattoos. Mm-hmm. You don't get as, as a black person on black skin, the tattoo doesn't show up well. Mm. But, you know, it just it just goes to show you that you know. I mean, like I said, not not all religious people, but in a lot of them, you know, they they're so. I guess um, what's the word I'm looking for? Convoluted, I, I, I suppose. That mm. you know, it, it it's it's amazing. You know, just how easy it is for them to participate in this kind of stuff. There's a, I went to compare food. There's a little girl who had on a, um, she had a green, it looked like a crossing guard outfit. So I was like, is that a crossing guard outfit? So she's all cherry and pepper. She's like, no, no, no. It's a, um, I'm a, um, I'm a safety officer at my school. I'm like, well, you know, why, why is she wearing that uniform? And I, I've, I've been in Charlotte almost 13 years. I've been to compare food with plenty of children there after school. Why is this the first time I'm seeing this little girl with a safety officer uniform? Or why is she wearing that uniform out of the school, right? Because mm-hmm. those things are given to those kids at the school. They're not supposed to leave without it. So obviously, they planted her there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and you know, so that, that was that was like <laughs> that was kind of that was kind of strange, but funny to me. Yeah, they, you know, they try to fool people with the safety thing, and they're the one that's committed. Exactly, exactly. Because you know, like you know, yeah, because that's what they do. They do like whenever I walk deep into school, because you know, there's like the school safety officers at the high school right next to his, um, the the the, uh, the elementary school. So I constantly okay. being constantly being harassed by them psychologically, right? And then what they'll do too is that they'll use uh, people wearing you know the security guard jacket stuff like that. So. You know, to try to insinuate uh, national security or whatever. I was like, the only people that 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 are, are violating national security is the people that are using these weapons. Right, and, and the I'm point not, is, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not threat to national security. Right. But you know, the re- the reason for that is because they have done so much shit that sooner or later, all this shit is going to come to light, and people are going to revolt like hell in this country. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the that's also one of the main reasons why, you know, they they started this the testing on the public. Because somebody out there has a shitload of evidence, right? Mm-hmm. That they're probably just afraid, you know, because when you have when you have evidence like that, you have to be very, very careful. You see what happened with Bradley Manning and of course Edward Snowden and you know, whatever, whatever. But right. there are some people out there that have Worse shit that that the government is doing that Snowden or Bradley Manning could ever even imagine, 
And I think they're so afraid, right? They they need this shit so they can try to read everybody's thoughts to see who has this evidence. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, just think about it. It's, it's the same thing with like you know, uh, like nuclear codes. Well, nuclear codes are generated by machines now. You know what I'm saying? So you can't read unless you hack into that into that machine or whatnot. There's just no way to get any kind of nuclear code, right? It's not password. You can memorize none of that shit. I mean, you may have to. You may, they may have a um, have a, a have a code, you know, for 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 green go or whatever, whatever. But nuclear codes are not. They're not memorized. They're they're and they're constantly changing by computer. So that's you know. But this shit right here. To be able to read them on in real time can only be because there's, you know, of course, also um, law. It's a it's it's a tool for law enforcement to use um, to try to steer, uh, you know, sub uh, uh, suspects, you know, into whatever um, whatever uh, I guess situation to to get them arrested and whatnot. Right. But somebody out there has some evidence. That these motherfuckers are afraid of, and they trying to figure out who before they start sending shit to the news media's worldwide. This, you know, the shit that that people are doing to people in America, and and of course overseas. Because yeah. these motherfuckers, like I mean, like Bayer, um, you know, they talk about Bayer, how you know, um, the uh, Bayer aspirin was was laced with um, or some medication, the hepatitis, no, the, the um, the hepatitis, the um. The hemophilia uh, medication or whatever that was laced with HIV with the HIV virus, yeah, and they couldn't they couldn't get rid of it, you know, when they found out. So they 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 sold the medic they sold the medication to places like India and other third world countries, right? Knowing this shit was laced with HIV. I mean, so what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah, they you know, I mean they know knowingly knowingly they had to figure out a way to make some money off of this bad medication. Yep, so they send it to, to India. They mm-hmm. repackaged it and sold that shit to India. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, racism man. It's racism for you. You know? They have have no ounce of humanity in their hearts and minds. I mean, like I said, you know, some somebody out there has some evidence on these motherfuckers that they just, you know, they want to read everybody's mind so they can find this shit before before somebody. You know, well, I, you know, I don't know about right. all that, but you know, I I know that that you know, like for instance, Saturday night, not Saturday, not Saturday, night, Saturday night, Monday night. I mean, what you know, you you could I swear, just like you know, in the eighties and stuff, Central with all the police helicopters and the sirens and everything going on. The whole friggin' night, the whole night, yo. Not not for like ten minutes, but I'm talking about for hours, hours. Okay. And 
I know it's because they were, you know, trying to send me some threats and stuff like that, but, you know, I was just like, yeah, you know, that's what they do. I went to the laundry yesterday, and all of a sudden, I guess somebody had a VHS tape on um on the 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 on the um one of the um on the window thing, and I I kept on looking at the um at the at the VHS tape. I'm like, what the fuck? This is like people don't use VHS anymore. You know, this is I mean, what what what's that doing there? But then all day long, I've been you know receiving some little messages about some tapes tapes or whatever. I guess somebody made some homemade movies and shit. So I'm like, okay. What the fuck they got to do with me? Somebody make homemade movies at their business. Right. No, I think, I, you know you know what it is? Is that, you know, I think they're trying to, like, send you some little message about you being watched and stuff like that and, have, and being on tape. Well, I mean, so that's... Have, look, so, you know, they have us on the surveillance, so that's, that's a they, They're not telling me nothing new. I know that shit already. So they're, they're not telling me nothing new. I mean, what are they... I mean, it, 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 it got to be something deeper than that. I mean, I know I'm being watched. A whole lot of people are being watched. They're, they're being watched, too. So it's like, you know, what the hell? Yeah. And plus they're taking your shit to the Even back today, they're taking Ethan to school. You know, this guy tried to trigger me with these gloves. Like, he, you know, like it was cold today. So he had one glove on and the other one off as he was walking, right? The minute he saw me, then he puts on the other gloves. So I started thinking, I'm like, you know what? I have some brown gloves at home. I'm like, I'm not, am I, are they trying to tell me that they stole my gloves? Because, you know, they're always trying to steal your property. They're always trying to steal personal items that they right. can try to use to set you up with. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's, and that's the, you know, that's the, that's the, that's the crazy part about this, man. I mean, there's that book um, by, um, by Rodney Stitch called The Trojan horse, the drugging of America. And it, it, it gives you all the, 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 the tactics that police and DA use to you know to set people up regardless of innocent of guilt. Yeah. You know, they if they they want to make a, a major bust, they'll create a major bust. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, they wanna they, they wanna make a that's what they use, you know, mind control and uh, right. and, and brainwashing to create, you know, um, the people who they, you know, because they they, they want to they want to make a major bust, they'll do it. You know, if you look okay. at exactly because it's funny because you know they'll they'll mind control a person, you know, somebody who's totally innocent, and, and set up a sting to have that to have that person while under mind control and unaware, right? Or to, to to buy drugs and this person end up in a fucking jail like what what the fuck happened what am I doing here you know I mean and, and it, it's kind of hard to, to 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 fathom but I'm like I mean this shit really happens I mean this it, is you know reading that that Rodney Stitch book it made me realize that I mean even in my situation where how, how they surround people you know they they surround you they watch when you go out with with when you come in. And they surround you with 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 the snitches and their you know their informants or maybe even you know other undercover cops you know or or DA or whatever or vice or whatever and you know and they they plant their drugs and all this kind of like oh this should have, this this is how this is how this happens and this happens a lot. Uh-huh. So I'm not about to be a victim to that shit. 
Yeah, and, but the thing and the thing is that you know they they go into poor and uh, mostly uneducated neighborhoods where people are more easily susceptible, right? You know, to being conditioned in that way to where, yeah, they can come in and say, and, and say oh, look what happened up in state in New York with the, with the, you know, they, they claim how they it brought some terrorist planning to bomb a synagogue when it was the FBI planning. They, 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 you know, they went to a man who was mentally ill, two guys who were poor, uh, you know, down on their luck, and offered them $250,000 for them to plant a, 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 a bomb to scare some Jews in, in a synagogue, okay? And the guy was like, one, one of the guys, he, he, you know, his mental capacity was that of a child, right? But they didn't care. They go around creating this because that's that you know they want to seem like they want to make it seem like they're 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 fighting terrorists. They're not fighting terrorists. They create in situations in which they can arrest people and they claim that they're terrorists. terrorists. They're, yeah, they're they, the they terrorists. They are the terrorists. That's exactly who yeah. they are. They are they are the terrorists. I mean, it's just freaking ridiculous, man. But anyway. You know, with this, like I was saying, with the mind control technology, man, these people are just, you know, they, they, they don't care. You know, they don't care who uh, is hurt by this because it is psychological. And, um, you know, so they feel, again, they can't get away with it because they figure they're not hurting you. And, and you know, and I've, I've read this, you know, with these people because they do things to individual psychology and they figure, well, if we're not physically hurting him, but yeah, what you hurt the individual psychologically, right? They don't think about it. they don't think of psychological torture as a form of of uh, you know uh, that can be detrimental to a person, which, which we all know it can. You know, we all know, we all we all know it can. Verbal abuse affects you, you know, affects your psyche. Mm-hmm. I mean, so look, look how many how many people have committed suicide over verbal abuse. I mean, so it, it you know, it, 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 yeah, it, 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 it,
Using scientists at the University of Illinois, UCLA, Stanford Research Institute, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, and the University of Rochester, they developed a system that could determine how a person perceives colors, which is, uh, let me pause right here and give you my own experience in that, with the use of how, because of the microchip and how, you know, so like, if I'm in the house, and usually I get the... I need to get different kind of noise campaigns. So it would be like cars honking, honking their horns, you know, very brief honks and stuff like that. So anyway, so I'm in the house and I pick up something of a particular color, right? Every time I pick up that object or any other object of that particular color, immediately a car would honk, right? So, you know, when you go through this repeatedly every day, you know that you're being monitored and the fact that they can. You know, you know, you hear targets say about how they can see through your own eyes. They're not seeing through your own eyes. What they're doing is that they interpret in the, the brainwave signal that identifies a particular color. Because what they've done is that they have mapped the human brain, so they know, you know, which signal may represent a certain color, right? And so that is how they're able to, uh, you know, I guess interpret. To your to your mind, when you pick a particular color, when you pick a certain, a certain object, they're constantly uh, beeping their horns as you're being surveilled, right? So they'll literally have people outside in cars, literally honking every single day, minutes after minutes, hours after hours. Okay, when you pick a particular object from a particular color, so that's you know when I read this, I was like, okay, this is that's what they do with me. Okay, so it says they develop a system that could determine how a person perceives colors or, or shapes, and we're working on methods to detect daydreaming, fatigue, and other brain states. Although the device had to be calibrated for each person's brain by having them think a series of specific thoughts, the calibration was quick. In 1974, another very basic mind-reading machine was created by researchers at Stanford Research Institute. It used an EEG hooked to a computer which allowed a dot to be moved across the computer screen using thought alone. When interpreting people's brainwaves, it was right about 60% of the time. During these tests, scientists discovered that brain patterns are like fingerprints. Each person has their own, so each computer would have to be calibrated for a specific person. Another method to address the issue was a was to store a large amount of the generic patterns on a computer. So when it encountered a brain pattern it didn't recognize, it used one of the most, uh, it uses one that most resembles it. Since then, Doppler has sponsored brain computer interface, DCI, and mind reading programs at Duke University, MIT, University of Florida, and New York State University, Brooklyn. And I live in Brooklyn, so I'll tell you, yeah, you know, uh, that's, that's a lot of my target, heavy, heavy targeting here in Brooklyn. The human-computer inter- interaction group at Tufts University has studied mind reading funded by grants from a government research and education agency known as the National Science Foundation, Carnegie Mellon University, Stanford University, and the MIT Scone School of Management have studied mind reading. Computer Laboratory at the University of Cambridge in England 
has developed mind reading machines based on facial expression. Other academic institutions that have participated in mind reading projects include the University of California, Berkeley, University of Maryland, and Princeton University of New Jersey. Microsoft has studied mind reading using EEG to better accommodate its users. The Motive system built a mind reading game device which used EEG to infer the mental state of video game players. Honda Motor and Advanced Telecommunication Research Institute International ATR have studied mind reading. Neuroimaging devices. Scientists discovered that the neural code of the human brain is similar to a digital code of a computer. To some extent, they have deciphered this code. Prior to this, they assumed that it was necessary to identify the neuron associated with specific acts which would have been made uh, which would have made mind reading more difficult. They now understand that it's not necessary to monitor billions of neural neurons to, to determine which are connected to a particular thought or act. Only a small number of them need to be monitored to accomplish this. To monitor these neurons, researchers use neural imaging devices. They include event-related optical signal, that's E-R-O-S, functional magnetic resonance imaging, FMRI, electroencephalogy, EEG, functional near image, functional near infrared image, uh, FNRI, and magnetic, magneto in, I can't even pronounce it, but it's MEG, the, the position, the positron emission tomography, PET, these devices may be combined for a more accurate reading. There are basically two types of measurements, direct method and indirect method. Direct method measures changes in electromagnetic field and current around the brain, which are emitted from the surface of the scalp, or they monitor the neurons themselves. Indirect method measures uh, hemodynamic blood movement, changes in hemoglobin in specific tissue compartments. Both of these methods are simultaneously with neuron activity. Regarding sensors, it may be invasive, which must be implanted, okay? And non-invasive, ones which are worn by the scalp. So what we have is partners with the invasive uh, method in which they're reading our minds, and which is because we have an implant. EEG provides a direct number method for determining brain state and process by measuring the electrical activity on the scalp produced by the fire of neurons in the, in, in the brain. EEG have been around for over 100 years. EEG is commonly used in neuroscience, cognitive science, and cognitive psychology. It is inexpensive, silent, non-invasive, portable, and tolerate movement. While EEG is used non-invasive sensors that have physical contact with the scalp can transmit the signal to a remote machine or decipher it. Although in 1976, the Angeles Times reported that DAPA was working on an EEG to detect brain activity several feet from a person's head, which was to be completed by the 1980s. EEG normally produced only a general indicator of brain activities. However, in 2008, Discovery News reported that a company called Emotive System developed an algorithm that 
records the cortex, providing a more accurate measurement. We can calibrate the algorithm across a wide range of technology with the same resolution you would get from placing an invasive chip inside the head, said Tanley, president of Emotive Systems. Functional Magnetic Resonance Imaging, FRMI, measured the flow of blood in the brain in response to neural activities. Active neurons use oxygen, which is brought to them by blood. The more active a region of the brain is the more blood flow in that area. This movement of blood is referred to as hemodynamic activity. FMRI can detect which areas are receiving blood, which indicate that they're processing information. The FMRI provides an indirect measurement of brain processes. It is the most common method of neuroimaging and can produce two to three dimensional images. It is non-invasive and can record signal from all brain regions, unlike EEG, which focus on the surface only. Functional near-infrared imaging provides an indirect measurement of brain activities to detect by detecting uh, hemodynamic change in the cortex. Although it is based on different principles in that it uses light, it functions in the same manner of fMRI and can produce an almost continuous display of these changes in the cortex. It is inexpensive, non-invasive, and portable. The wireless headband that sensors exist for this device. So this is some of the things. So let's go to the capabilities. My reading can be accomplished by first having a computer learn which brain patterns are associated with specific thoughts. Then store the decoded information in the database. This machine learning is accomplished using a type of artificial intelligence called an algorithm. A very basic algorithm is a spot checker which uses a database of common mistakes associated with a particular sequence of letters to represent suggestion to a user. New realization is that every thought is associated with a pattern of brain activity, proclaimed neuroscientist John Dylan Hayes. Music International on February 4, 2008, and says, hey, you can train a computer to recognize the pattern associated with a particular thought. In a January 2000 issue of U.S. News and World Report, Lockheed Martin, newer engineer, Dr. John Northern announced, just like you can find one person in a million through fingerprints, you can find one thought in, in a million this can be accomplished using AI and HCI, or what Dr. Nelson calls biofusion. The decoded brain signal can be stored in a database. Then, when someone is scanned, the computer detects the pattern and matches the signal to the database of known meanings. But it is not necessary to scan a brain to decode its signal for every single thought, such as the picture. Instead, after the machine has learned how to decipher patterns associated with specific thoughts, such as images, more images can be added to the program, and the computer can use the process can use the process it used for the other image as a model to somewhat accurately detect additional thoughts. Both words and image can be detected using mind reading device with varying degree of accuracy. This can occur for words and images being viewed by a person on an external display, such as a book on words and images just being thought of with no external stimuli. 
it is possible to read someone's mind by remotely measuring their brain activity. Again, remotely measuring their brain activity. Okay, and this is accomplished with the microchip. Uh, announce new scientists in their mind-reading machine knows what you see. Article of April 2005. The computational neuroscientist, um, the computational neuroscience laboratory at the Advanced Telecommunication Research Institute International in Tokyo, Japan, and Princeton University in New Jersey, proved that by monitoring a vi the visual cortex with fMRI, they could determine which basic objects set of lines the person was looking at. Again, hence, like I said, whenever I pick up a certain object with a particular color, I would hear a car honking. And this would happen every single time. And, and you know, it, it varies from day to day, you know. So, um, you know, it could be it could be this, uh, this color this day and this color, you know, another day. Also, whenever I pick up a metallic object, it, it, it happens to a lot. Uh, so if I'm holding a fork or a spoon, a metallic fork or a spoon, it'll happen. The minute I pick up that fork or spoon, there's car honk, and it's continuous, okay? And I've tried that myself, you know. Picked it up once, and somebody, you know, it can be coincidence, but you need, when I do it once, I say, okay, you know what? Let me try to do this. I put the fork down, I do it again, another car honk. And sometimes they'll, you know, do it just to let me know that they are basically monitoring my thoughts and can basically interpret, you know, what it is that I'm holding and what I'm looking at. And so this is something that, that I experience day to day. Okay, when the objects when the objects were combined, they could be they, they could even determine which one was being focused on. According to the scientists, it may be possible not only to view but also to record and replay these images. They announced that technology could be used to figure out genes and other secrets in people's minds. Vanderbilt University in Nashville has conducted simple mind reading tests using an fRMI computer, which learned what basic image a group of test subjects was looking at. They were able to predict with 50% accuracy which objects the test subjects were thinking of when they were asked only to remember what they had seen without being shown the images. On March 6, 2008, ABC News reported that neuroscientists at the University of California at Berkeley accomplished mind reading by monitoring the visual cortex with an fMRI connected to a self-learning artificial intelligence computer program. First, they used 1,750 pictures to build a computational database for the computer to learn with by flashing the pictures in front of test subjects connected to an fMRI. This allowed the algorithm to decipher the brain patterns and associate them with the images. In addition to deciphering these brain patterns, the computer recorded the process that it used to accomplish this and built a model based upon it. Then, without scanning the test subject, they added 120 new pictures to the program and allowed it to create an interpretation of what the new brain signal would be based on the previous model. They had the test subject look at these pictures, which they had never seen while being scanned. The computer predicted what they were looking at with 72% accuracy at, of the time. The scientists announced that the model could be used as a basis to predict the brain activity associated with any images. With this, what this means 
is that it is not necessary to scan the brain to obtain the meaning of each signal. Once the model has been developed, they could simply add new pictures to the database or dictionary. The scientist suggest, suggested that out of one billion picture, the computer would be more accurate about 20% of the time. Images which are not consciously seen by a person can even be detected by a mind-reading machine. Researchers at University College London flash pictures in quick succession to test subjects connected to an fMRI. Although some of these pictures were invisible to the subjects, they were accurately recorded 80% of the time by the computer. Like a fingerprint, each person has their own brain print. Therefore, calibration for each brain is necessary. It is accomplished by having the person think a series of specific thoughts. In the case of EEG, this calibration can take less than a minute. However, because the signal which represents thoughts are similar from one person to the next, the universal mind reading database has been suggested. Using fMRI, scientists of Carnegie Mellon University discovered that the brain patterns associated with specific thoughts are quite similar among multiple people. This, they state, would provide an opportunity to create a universal mind reading dictionary. Scientists at the University of California at Berkeley mentioned that a general visual recorder would have great scientific use. Likewise, the brain patterns associated with specific words that occur when people are reading are also basically the same. This similar similarity of brain function associated with words seems to have been an evolutionary development which allow for an advantage in communication. The mind-reading machine capable of determining the brain pattern associated with specific words was developed by scientists at CMU. Brain scans using fMRI were taken of test subjects who were given a variety of words to think of in order to train the computer. An important consideration here is that they were not viewing these words on an external display, only thinking about them. After the computer identified the brain pattern associated with these words, the subjects were given two new words to think about, which the computer accurately determined. Although in this particular study only a couple of words were tested, it proved that after a model of how to decipher brain signal was created, AI could accurately determine new words that subjects were thinking about. These building blocks could be used to predict patterns for any concrete noun, proclaimed Tom Mitchell of the machine learning department. In February 2004, Popular Science announced that a mind-reading computer could, in theory, translate a person working verbal memory into a computer screen. You could imagine thinking of thinking about talking or having it to having it projected into a room two thousand miles away, said Professor Craig Henrique uh, at Duke University Center of Neuroengineering, who has studied my reading for DAPA, he added. Very it is very, very possible. Again, these technologies that they're creating, um, you know, and we as targets are test subjects for these uh, technologies. FMRI can be used to determine if someone is reading or writing. Neuroscience can determine when a person is reading by monitoring their brainwaves. They can also determine exactly what they're reading. 
And because these patterns are similar from one person to the next, the universal device for determining what people are reading is possible. Well, it's not only possible, it's, it's, it's here. And uh, this is something that uh, has been going on for a decade. I've been talking it for over a decade. Neil, you're almost talking for almost two decades. It's just, you know, ridiculous. Okay, use of surveillance. My reading exists. The DOD and various institutions have vigorously researched this subject since at least the mid-1970s. Mapping human brain function is now routine, declared U.S. News and World Report. In an article entitled Reading Your Mind, I'm sorry, a Reading Your Mind and Injecting Smart Thoughts of January in 2000, both words and images being viewed at Oxford can be mind-read. Various emotional states as well as mental processes, which decision-making, reading, writing, movement, and the intention to make a move can be detected with mind-reading uh, devices. Perceptions such as touch, sound, and light can also be detected. The proposed use of mind-reading technology are possible. Some include determining if people in comas can communicate, helping stroke patients and those who suffer brain injuries, aiding those with learning disorders, assisting with online shopping, and improving people's communication skills. However, other uses have been suggested, including the monitoring of unconscious mental process, processes and interrogation of criminal sus uh, suspects and potential terrorists. Dr. John Alexander mentioned that the recent development in mind reading technology could take surveillance to new levels by allowing investigators to peer into the inner sanctum of the mind in order to determine if a, sus if a suspect has caused or will likely cause a crime. Okay, I mean, this is, this is, is crazy. And this is from 2000, <laughs> All right? Um, Dr. Nelson has sent R&D plans to the Pentagon to have tiny mind-reading devices installed at airports to profile potential terrorists. He suggests that these devices could be functional by 2005. I'm doing, again, we're in 2016 here. Okay, this is from 2005. In August of 2008, CNN stated that the, military, the U.S. military knowledge obtained on mind-reading research could be used to interrogate the enemy. Law enforcement technology announced in September of 2005 the existence of a new forensic technology known as brain fingerprinting, which has already been used in hundreds of investigations as a lie detector by the CIA, FBI, and law enforcement agencies in the United States. Brain fingerprinting is admissible in court because unlike a polygraph, which relies on emotional response, it uses CEG to see how the brain reacts to words and picture related to a crime scene. Dr. Larry Farrell, its inventor, says it is completely accurate. According to, to the report, it will be used to help speed up investigation. Okay, now I'm going to end it right there. So uh, that's the nature of mind control technology. And again, these things are written from 2005. Uh, I'm sorry, from 2000, okay, when, you know, they start coming up with this stuff, but we know it's 2016. So imagine the advance that they've made, you know, and also imagine 
how many times the technology has been used. I know it's definitely used on me, but my experience is being a target individual, and so uh, there's no doubt about it um, that these technologies do exist. And, you know, it's out there. And it's certainly out there, okay? All right. Um, let me post the article. And again, this is, uh, you know, this website has a lot of information on there. And um, yeah, so it's, a, it's a good read. Very informative. Okay. Okay, so on that note, I'm going to say good night. Uh, and again, thank you for participating and coming on the call. And uh, I will see you guys again next Tuesday. Well, maybe next Tuesday because uh, I'll have to keep the kids. Their mother's going away. She has to go away for her job. And so I'm going to have the kids for two weeks. Hi, Anne. How are you feeling? Okay. Uh, oh, and I hope you are, you know, uh, feeling better. Um, okay. Uh, that's good. Well, keep up the keep up the fight. You know, don't give up. Don't give in. You know, I'm I'm sure I'm I'm positive things will work out in the end. Yes, you gotta move forward. All right, well, and thank you. It's always been a, a pleasure to see that you're on the call. And I really do appreciate you uh, giving me that support. And I really appreciate that. So thank you very much. Okay, so I'm gonna say good night, folks. Uh, again, thank you all, and have a good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.